Hey everyone, Drew Paglieri back with a power spread analysis on all things football. So this is a game I'm really struggling uh, taking a pick. I was having a hard time, I'll be honest, picking the Bengals over the KC because KC to me is the best, you know, the two best teams, Buffalo and KC and KC won. So I think they kind of won the, the game of the two best teams and that would be the Super Bowl, right? But it's not how it worked out. So, but I had my reasons in my last podcast for that, that I picked the Bengals. And then I thought, could we have San Francisco Bengals number three, Super Bowl number three? And I would think San Fran would win that again. And, you know, I think the Bengals will have a hard time once they have a bye week, if they get in and then they have a bye week and dealing with all of that, I think it's going to be a bit much. And I even think KC would be too much for them, except I think KC is going to have a letdown. So that's what I was leaning towards in the beginning of the week. But I think I'm going to switch over to the Rams because of, of several reasons, which I'll talk about now. So I want to jump right into their previous meetings. And it's kind of interesting because the Rams started off great and San Fran was really struggling early on. And, you know, there's a lot of turnover in uh, personnel. There's a lot of injuries these days. And then there's a lot of schematic issues going on as people try to improve every year and even hire new coaches. So those are all add into like what might be happening. And uh, with San Francisco, I think it had a little bit, I think it was a lot of injury stuff. And I think it was starting to affect morale. Uh, and they really were like in a do or die situation. I, I don't think when they played the Rams the first time, if they had lost that, I don't think, you know, their season was over. But psychologically, I think that could have been it. Um, and they had Garoppolo was injured last year, a lot of the year. And then he was injured early this year. Then you had the young kid come in, Nance, but he's too young yet. And then Garoppolo came back and they still weren't getting on the same page with his receivers. Some of his O-line was changing around with injuries and different things and personnel. And, you know, it was, you know, and then the, def- and then the defense was getting all injured and th- that had been good this year, but it was getting injured. And then finally, you know, they had just lost to the, the week before they played the Rams. They had lost to Arizona without Murray, a backup uh, McCoy was in their quarterback, backup quarterback, and they got killed and they were disgusted. And if you see that game, that could have been a lot closer. There was a, a lot to that, but definitely it it just they were out of sync at that point and it's amazing how you know but they weren't that far off it was just little things and you know again Garoppolo coming off the injury and then coming back not not from he came off an injury from last year then he got injured at the beginning of this year then he got injured again later in the year again a little bit but now it's a thumb issue but I think they were still trying to get on the same page and I that embarrassing loss I don't know what happened in the locker room, but they came out and played unbelievable against the Rams the next week. And the Rams, uh, and I think 49ers are at home, yeah. And the Rams, who started off so well, but it was a little bit of a mirage. Some easy opponents, easier opponents, other teams that were trying to get it together. Then when they played a team that was doing really well, Arizona, that that team again, um, they lost. And... So they lost that. Then Arizona came, you know, a couple of weeks later, beat 49ers and without their quarterback, which was bad, and it killed them. So, and then the Rams won a couple more games, and then because they were winning against teams that were in the middle of the pack, then they played the tough Titans, and they lost that game. And 
then they came into this 49er game sort of like, I think, you know, they were still trying to get in sync with Stafford, Stafford as their quarterback and the system of um, McVay. And Stafford was throwing a lot of interceptions, trying to find the balance between improv and the, the system sort of thing. Their, their defense was doing pretty well, but then they were having some of their injuries too, like everybody else. And after that loss to the Titans, I just think they came in against the 49ers and were sort of like a little out of it. That's the best way I can say it. And the 49 and, and not expecting. I mean, tough game with the Titans. They expected that. The 49ers looked bad at that point. I think they didn't expect that. And the 49ers, you know, went nuts. It was a perfect storm. Um, interestingly, the Rams were embarrassed. So the 49ers were embarrassed a week before, came out strong. The Rams came out strong the next week against Arizona and started to really get it together. They beat Arizona that game with Murray. <laughs> so they lost without Murray, beat him with Murray, and then went on down the road. And, and, and both 49ers and Rams got kind of hot again at the end of the year. So uh, some of the things I saw in that first game, uh, both the offensive and defensive lines for the Rams just looked flat. They looked a little bit tired, too. So I think, again, this is a long season now, and they just made it longer. So it wears on people and all the injuries, whatever. Um, I th- and like I said, they're still working out the kink. There were a lot of drop passes, miscommunications. The defense, the defensive line was not as strong as it usually is, so a letdown there. When letdowns happen, you kind of see it in the lines, as I said in my last podcast. Because they were getting powered over by the 49ers at one point. And this is when the 49ers finally started to get that power going again. But it's a real power spread concept because they spread run a lot. They do a lot of spread running and then set up the power running up the gut and the play action pass and the rollouts with Garoppolo and all that. Um, they had, they were good in coverage at times and at times they were pretty good on the run, but there was not much of a pass rush that you usually see from that line. And it just, it got away from them that game. Um, but like I said, something was said in that locker room of the 49ers where they were just embarrassed. They came out determined, fired up and came together. Garoppolo, um, really was in sync all of a sudden. Uh, but it was mainly because of all the setting up with the power. It was all, and they punched the Rams early on that first drive, kept the ball for like eight minutes, and they kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Um, also getting players back from injuries. Like I said, D-backs, the defensive line was strong. They had people back. Um, and I think Ryan's, the d- new defensive coordinator, is really finding himself, D'Amico Ryan's. And he's starting to apply more pressure the way he wants to make more of a pressure mix than what Selah did before him for the 49ers. Now, the second game came at the end of the year, which is weird because teams are tired. They want to get ready for the playoffs. But the 49ers needed this to get in the playoffs. And the Rams needed it to win the division. They, they may have needed it to win the division. Um, and also, I think it was a revenge game for the Rams. I, I think they were so embarrassed by the 49er game. So both teams had been winning better at the, down the stretch, but they were kind of beat up as well. The guys were tired. Some of them playing were beat up. Some of them not weren't playing. But... Um, but the Rams, again, the way they started, they got a big lead on the 49ers. I think 17-0. This game was in L.A. too, but there were a lot of 49er fans there. And L.A. wasn't happy. The Rams weren't happy about that. And, and in the beginning of the game, you could hear the Rams cheering for them, the Rams fans. But at the end, boy, it turned around. I don't know where these guys came from, the 49ers. But it's right up the, the road from L.A., I guess, in California. Anyway, it's, not, it's more than up the road. It's a long way, but it's, Cal- it's all in the same state. Anyway. Stafford and the O-line had gotten much more solid after that first 49er game. The O-line had come together, was playing better. Stafford was taking the short game. He wasn't doing that earlier in the year. He was, he, he was trying not to force. 
but um, that came back a little bit in this game. And anyways, um, and the defense um, wasn't blitzing this time. They were blitzing more that first game and kind of getting burned by the man-to-man at times. Um, the, the blitz, you know, uh, they were doing more simulations, like looking like they were blitzing and dropping out into zone. And it confused Garoppolo in the beginning. Um, and didn't it just... Yeah, and also um, I could say that... Uh, once um, the Rams came out with their heavy sets later, the 49ers didn't really adjust to that. So, I'm sorry, once the 49ers came out with their heavy sets, the Rams didn't adjust to that right away. They don't get adjust to heavy sets. They didn't do that against Tampa Bay either. Um, I, I don't know what's up with that. Morris should you know, put some heavy sets against the two tight end, three tight end packages. Um, but anyways, the 49ers... Uh, we're also a little beat up coming in. Garoppolo had the thumb injury and was mis- was a little bit injured again, second time this year, third time in the last two years he's been injured. Uh, and they were a little bit out of it in the start. And I, I was a little surprised by that. I think they needed the game. There was a little bit of nervousness there. And, and the Rams just came out with so fired up with the home crowd and just wanting to get revenge. I think it just took them off guard. Stafford's playing better. The O-line's playing better, all that. Um, the defensive, like I said, was able to do it without so much blitzing, but they were mixing up their zones more and confusing Garoppolo. Um, yeah, and the Rams uh, in coverage more man-to-man. Yeah, right. Oh, they were mixing up the zone, but they were also doing a lot of man-to-man, and that was getting – this. all of it was confusing Garoppolo, but he got used to it near the end of the half. He started to get used to it, you could see. He was getting his mojo. And in the second half, the 49ers started to do play-action – off the power. They started doing the power and they just started getting going and they got a Samuel t- pass t- and Samuel threw a pass for a touchdown. That was a little bit later, but they just started rolling and all of a sudden they blitzed the Rams again like they did that first game. They blitzed them in the second half, made a huge comeback and won. The Rams um, defense, like I said, uh, didn't adjust to the power until the late in the third quarter, and they started adding more guys, like more linebackers, linemen. But, but when they did that, then the 49ers would pass it. And, uh, but there was a mistake by Garoppolo. He makes mistakes, and he made one near the end zone. Uh, uh, he had a guy open underneath because Ramsey left his zone, and he threw it where Ramsey was with the other receiver. He threw it to the wrong receiver, tipped up in the air, and Ramsey intercepted it. So... But at the very end, Garoppolo was late, leading a drive, winning field goal. And the Rams were just trying to, you know, got conservative. Um, and, and then when it went to overtime, they blitzed on a man-to-man, and Garoppolo got burned the blitz. So the Rams trying to find out when to get conservative, when to get aggressive, kind of having a problem with that. The 49ers D started off slow. The D line was a little... I don't know if they were beat up, but they didn't start real good. That D-liner, they had a letdown or something. Um, but the Rams' offensive line's better than it was earlier in the year. And Stafford's hitting, you know, reading everything quicker. Uh, but the defensive line picked it up late in the first half and then in the second half. They were blitzing more. And the D had a big blitz in overtime um, that helped and caused an incomplete. And then they forced Stafford in that last play. It was just four-man rush, but they forced him to throw up a long bomb for an interception. And that's what I wanted to say. Stafford wasn't forcing it later in the year, but a little bit still, he was up and down with it. But I really thought he was getting it. And then at the end of this game, he started forcing it again. And in, but in the playoffs, he's looked a lot better with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Rams had a surprise blitz and a sack. 
but but and you thought that they had the game after that surprise blitz and sack late in the game. So this guy Morris is getting a little more aggressive, but sometimes with the lead, as we saw against Tampa last week, he isn't aggressive enough. Anyway, they did get conservative. McVeigh tried to run out the clock, and then Garoppolo had a chance to tie it. So, you know, again, McVeigh and Morris, the defensive coordinator, they, can they stay aggressive the whole game? Uh, McVeigh's been more aggressive this playoffs. Um, have the Rams learned a lesson about that? Stay aggressive on both sides. Can Stafford just take what he's given and be patient, get rid of the ball when he's in trouble? He's showing this in the last two play in the two playoff games. But Tampa Bay did was a mess for whatever reason, whatever was going on there. I have a podcast on that, and it's just it, it, that was a mess all the way from the top of the coaching staff all the way through the players. Um, and I mean, and then Arizona was a deer in headlights. So I'm not sure about that competition for the Rams, and that makes me want to pick San Fran. Green Bay played well, but that was the freeze, the ice bowl, and that really did affect the game. Guys were dropping passes. The quarterbacks were scared to throw it because it was so iffy if it would be a turnover. That was real tough. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know that you can look at these games coming into this. The Rams have had it easy. San Fran had to fight more at the end of the Dallas and in the Green Bay the Rams did have to fight off Tampa Bay at the end. I just think the Rams are good. I know they, I mean, Tampa Bay was so bad and so sloppy and the energy was so bad and Brady was all over the place. I thought it was his receivers, but the more I watched it, it was Brady. And that's, that was all very unusual from them, very unusual. And then the way they came back at the end was as a fluke. It was all those weird fumbles and just, it was a weird weekend, a wacky weekend, if you will. So I just think, I think you throw that out. If you don't, then the Rams will lose. I mean, if the Rams really aren't that good and they... But I just think it was a whack. It wasn't interceptions from uh, Stafford either. And Stafford looked great and did what he had to do. I, I just, I'm just back in Stafford. I've always liked him. And I think now he's, he's, he's just in the nick of time gotten the hang of this offense. And he's not making mistakes. And if anybody will make mistakes, I think it's Garoppolo. And he still makes them. He did it against Green Bay again at the end of the half. He still has that injured thumb a little bit. I don't know how bad that is. He can move around. He can improv. And it's a big risk-reward, and I like it. But Stafford can do that, too. He can get rid of it on the blitz. He does take some risk. He may throw an interception or so, but he's being careful now. And he can do the pocket, and he can move around, and the power spread. And, you know, McVay's using him like a run-and-shoot quarterback with half rolls right and left. An option route. So I'm saying McVeigh's offense is a Gilman Pro PS AR. The AR is for air raid. I almost have to say AR run and shoot. AR, I don't even know. He just puts it all in there. I mean, McVeigh's got it all going on, uh, but he does it with like a Gilman. He has it with a heavy pro set, heavy runs, but he'll mix in all the jet sweeps and reverses. He needs to do the spread runs, the heavy runs, the, the short passes. The longer passes when they're there, the sideline, the deep middle, the, the short middle, do it all. He knows what he's doing. He set up the pass with the run against Arizona. He went more the other way against Tampa with a little more pass setting up the run. Either way, and McVeigh, by the way, stayed aggressive in that Tampa Bay game, and people would say it kind of backfired. I don't think so. I think it was just a weird game, and things went wrong. Those stupid fumbles, those fumbles were crazy. Because the guys were just trying to rip the balls out. And I don't know if the Rams have to hold with two hands and roll around on the ground, but that's so conservative. I give McVay a lot of credit. This is the most aggressive I've seen him in the playoffs ever. And I said after that second fumble, he's going to shut it down now, and he did. And it almost backfired. 
So, but the but the Bucks were a mess. They were a mess the whole game, to be honest. And that was never going to happen. I think that's no one's not surprised Brady retired. I, that's the worst I ever saw Brady. So since he was a young kid, so that's I mean, young guy. So, anyways, um, I don't know what McVeigh's going to do. Set up the power to establish. I mean, you can power the 49ers. They're more of a speed defense. And they're defensive backs, and they have good coverage, and they will run blitz eventually and stuff. But I think they're going to go back what they did with Arizona. I think there's going to be a lot of power, control the clock, uh, mix it up with the pass, just mixing it up. It may not even be that much power. It may do a, in a little beginning and then mix it. Just going to be a mix. And, and, and McVeigh's got it going. Stafford's got it going. I think, you know, I love Shanahan's offense. He's going to need to spread run and do all that mixing, misdirection, all that stuff. The Rams' defense has been tough. It's healthier. I think, you know, they're not going to get a big lead in this one, so I don't think Morris will get that conservative. I actually think he'll blitz Garoppolo and, and challenge him and do really mix it up like the first game. And I know that didn't quite work out, but that had to do more to do with the players and the morale. I think this time he'll mix it up, Morris. I think he'll be more aggressive than he was last week. That was the ice bowl. And I think uh, we're going to get more Rams fans there this week. I think the Rams guys, people are going to be loud. So even though I was thinking San Fran, I can't believe I'm going to go against Shanahan twice in a row, three times in a row. It's crazy. And if I lose, I deserve it. I, I like him and I like, you know, I, the 49ers have every chance to win for sure. But I'm just getting the feeling Stafford and this Rams team and McVay, it's his time. Though it could be Shanahan who lost the Super Bowl two years ago, it's his time maybe. But we don't know. We'll see. Um, a special teams to make a note here. Wisnowski, the good young punter, and Gay, the good young kicker for the Rams. Wisnowski from Australia is from um, is on San Fran. Those guys were teammates at Utah. So that's kind of interesting. Then the other two kickers are the vets. For 49ers, it's Gould, however you say his name. And then for the Rams, it's Hecker. So Hecker's the punter, and he does an incredible job. But Gould is Gold is a great Robbie Gould is a great kicker under pressure. But Gay has been like McPherson a little bit for the Bengals. He's been doing it. I would give the edge to Gould there. The returners are about even, I think, on both sides. They both have decent returners. Um the 49ers have made have not been as good this year on special teams overall, but they had a great game against Green Bay, but that was the ice bowl that make that made that difference. And I won't get into all that, why that is, but, it, you know, and the field was warm enough. They have a heater underneath, so it wasn't really slipping as much. It was just, it was zero degree. I don't know. They, the guys were having trouble with catching everything. It was wild. But um, the 49ers special teams coach is a young guy. Uh, and I don't know much about special teams coaches as much, but he's a young guy. The Rams hired this year, DeCalos, the, the, I forget how to say his name, but he's a vet. Um an old veteran, I think he was with Denver for a long time, DeCamelis, De De I don't know how to say his name, but DeCamelis, whatever. Anyways, um, he's a veteran, he's been around for a long time, and I do wonder, you know, McVeigh's always made a big deal about special teams. He's been getting rid of special teams coaches and bringing them until he's satisfied. He's had good players on special teams. And this goes back to Fisher with the Rams. Fisher was big on special teams. 49ers, it's a little more of a new situation. So I, I sort of like wonder if the Rams have a little bit of an edge there. But I think with goal as the gold as the kicker for St. Fran, they have a little bit of the edge. So in the end of the day, good kickers both sides, good returners. It, it, I think it's a wash. I, I, I can't call it. I just can't call it. I don't know what would happen there.
As far as injuries, Whitworth is back at the left tackle, but Noteboom played great last week. So I got to give a note boom. <laughs> um, no, note boom. I, I, I don't know who's, who will play there. Will, it, their offensive line was great. And that's a big thing, too, that 49ers offensive line has been a little more shaky. It's been better, but the Rams offensive line is really coming together. So between Stafford and that offensive line, the weapons they have, 49ers have the weapons, but a little bit shakier on offensive line and quarterback. Uh, Jefferson's not 100%, though, for the Rams. That could hurt. But Trent Williams, the top left tackle for 49ers is not 100%. And I just said their offensive line is a little shaky sometimes. So especially against top defensive lines and blitz pressure and rushes, and that's the Rams. So eh, three times in a row, when you play a team, you think it's hard to beat someone three times in a year. But actually, if you look at the percentages, it happens like 65% of the time. When they play a third game and they're 2-0, the team that's won the both, they win again. So you, that leans to San Fran, too. So they have this older, older kicker, the veteran kicker. They, 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 the, the odds are in their favor about three times, winning three, being 3-0 three and o for the year against the Rams. Um, they, you know, I, I almost want to say they've been there, but the Rams have been there. They were in the Super Bowl the year before San Fran was. Um, hey, I'm just going with the Rams. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Maybe I just can't see the Bengals and 49ers two times in a row. But some, something tells me it could be KC and the Rams. These, these are toss-up games again. These are toss-up games. So, um, you know, maybe we get KC and the Rams. But something's just telling me Rams. I'm going to stick with it. Um, I think Stafford, man. And the interesting thing is, if it's KC, you got to go with KC in the Super Bowl, I think. But if it's the Bengals, I think it's McVay's time. I do, and I, and, I, and I think it could be Stafford. I think this getting Stafford and everybody's made really com- said that was a stupid move. I think a lot of people didn't like that move from what I've read. And a lot of people put down Stafford. He can't win the big one after all his great statistics, all his prowess at Georgia and at Detroit Lions. He never wins the big ones. We always talk about quarterbacks all the time, but what kind of team did he have at Detroit? He has a better team with the Rams, but everybody expected it right away, and they did start off hot. They had a, a, a conducive schedule to that. But once they played tough teams, they really had to get it together. But they do have it together now. And yes, they had a, a screw-up at Tampa Bay at the end. Again, I, that was fluky as heck to me. That was really fluky. It wasn't like classic Tom Brady. That was crazy stuff, which I guess could be called cut. But, you know, Tom, the whole thing was a mess for Tampa. I wonder if Tom will reverse the retirement because he'll realize, you know, just let that game go. But anyway... So I'm going to stick with the Rams, and I think it will be really close. Um, I think the Rams could control it with their power game. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of power on both sides and then open up passing. And um, I think near the end, the Rams won't have maybe as big a lead as Cincinnati, where KC will have to make a comeback and really go go ahead. I think the Rams are going to kind of be like where they're leading, but not by much, maybe a touchdown or so. And then... 49ers are driving for a winning touchdown or a tying field goal, let's say, and then an interception or something by Garoppolo at the end, something like that, or a big sack or something. I don't know. I, I think these games look like huge offensive games, both of them, and I honestly I, I think we may get not as much offense as people think. But we could get some more wackiness, that's for sure, and I expect close games. And so that is a wrap here from the Power Spread Studios. This is Drew Paglieri. Until next time.